the Lord is my shepherd, meaning his always presence. Yes, sir. I'm going to add something lastly. I think there's a significant change in the verse 4. It's from the description of who the Lord is, and then in verse 4, it's a personal request. You, you know, God. Mm. It's a very personal song, you yeah. know, and uh, I think Joel said this, that, that even the Lord's Prayer, it was unusual for them to say, Our Father, that that was something that the Jewish people never did. Am I right in that, Don? I think Don, Joel said it on, the other week, that that's a very personal thing, and they weren't, that, they weren't personal with God in that way. So when Jesus said, Our Father, that was pretty revolutionary. Well, does anybody, we're going to study... Proverbs 3 this morning, the Proverbs of Solomon. It's one of my favorite Proverbs, and I have a couple of them, but that's, this is probably the, the, my most, favorites, most favorite proverb. But before we do that, does anybody have any prayer requests? Yes, sir. Feeling good. Hmm. Okay. Should we just say sickness? Health. Can y'all can y'all read that? This is not as dark as I would like it to be. Anybody else? Certainly Uganda. <laughs> All the aspects of it. Return home, no cancellations. Good trip. And it's the 4th of July, too, so that's hard to... Anybody else? Yes, ma'am, Mary. Warful? Is that how you say it? W-R-I-F-L-E? Oh, just right. 
Tell me, tell me what happened to Danny again. I can't quite remember. Okay, well, uh, God answers prayer. This is a good thing. And so, um, who? Anybody want to lead us in prayer? Don, would you? Would you lead us in prayer? You don't have to pray for everything. Just. I didn't hear them all. Oh, that's okay. You don't have to pray for them all. Everybody, anybody can pray for everything, and then uh, I'll just close when we're all when we're all just about done. Okay. Let's pray. Okay.
Father, we just thank you for the, the privilege of prayer and the privilege to come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. And we do just pray for help for Todd, to, for him to get home, uh, Lord, uh, today without any complications and that you would speed him on his way and uh, watch over him, keep him safe and the, and the guys with him. We pray for Uganda, the Uganda trip, Lord. We pray that... You say how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell in unity. It's like the precious oil. And I pray that you would uh, give this team a cohesiveness and a unity and a love for one another. And pray that that love would shine in the hearts of the Ugandans. And that you would bless the works of their hands and bless the words that they say. And use them to speak uh, to hearts both young and old. I pray that you'd keep them healthy. pray that you'd protect them from all the bugs that are around and give them uh, a blessed time uh, as they give. You say it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so I pray that you would just uh, bless the Ugandan team. We pray for Danny. Lord, we pray that we know that this um, uh, disease that he has or problem that he has is really serious. And Lord, we just pray that he would get the right medical treatment, that Father, heal him through the hands of the doctors, or Lord, I pray that you would heal him supernaturally and be with him and bless him and make your face to shine upon him. Pray that you'd just give him uh, a reduced stress level and Lord, pray that you would just, uh, that you would heal him. And uh, Lord, we just um, also lift up Kathy too. I lift up Kathy and pray that you keep her cancer in remission, that you would strengthen her. Lord, that you would bless her. Thank you for this saint of yours who loves you and uh, Lord, uh, we just pray that you would be with her and heal her and bless her. Father, now as we come to your word, we pray that you would uh, just give us wisdom. Lord, we pray that you would use this time to make us thirsty for Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you can, you can pray for me that I'd be able to balance all these different things here that I have. You might hear a few of these and nows because this is how I study. And so... Um, but these slides are in the ESV, so uh, here we go. Introduction. Uh, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand uh, the words of insight, okay? And to understand a proverb and the sayings and the words of the wise and their riddles. Sometimes there's an aura about proverbs that, like, we can't understand it. Does anybody feel that way? That you, it's hard to understand some things? Yes? Yes? It's just, it sometimes just feels like a whole list of stuff. It doesn't feel cohesive. <laughs> I just finished reading Proverbs this morning. Oh. And I looked back and I was like, some of it is, it all flows. And then some of it is like this random thing. And this, it's like reading through a bunch of plaques. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ton of truth, isn't it? It's a, there's a lot of truth there. And yeah. some, things we, some things are just kind of beyond our understanding a little bit. Because we, because we don't, because uh, we just don't know as much as the wisest, you know, second wisest man in the world knew, you know, and so, uh, so it makes it a little hard. But I would say at least eighty-five to ninety percent of it is 
understandable. It's, it's, they're not hard things. And I think most of this, Proverbs 3, is understandable. So uh, it's not hard. And so I would encourage you to read Proverbs. If you can read it every day, that's great, because it's something that you can chew on, you can think on, you know, and, uh, and, and then and you can also pray and ask God to give you understanding of it. It's something that, um, you know, there are many things in scriptures that we don't understand, uh, but there are many more that we do understand. So, okay, the outline for today, we're going we're gonna to do Proverbs 3. There are 35 verses in Proverbs 3. It took me all the time last time to get through six verses in Psalm 23. So we'll just see how we do. But I'd like to kind of change our venue a little bit. I can talk a lot, you know, and, uh, but I'd rather hear what, what you have to say and what you think. So as we go through um, these things, I'd like, to ask, uh, I'd like us to ask three questions. And I'm going to ask you for these answers. So as we go through a passage, we want to know what does it say? What does it mean? What does it mean for us? What does it mean for me? And uh, observe, understand, and apply. So as we go through those things, we want, to try to, we want to try to ask those three questions. What does it say? What does it mean? What does it mean for us? This is the outline for, Psalm, uh, for, Psalm th- for Proverbs 3. And uh, it just goes, the, the verses are, uh, Remember and keep his commands. Hold on to mercy and truth. Trust God. Uh, not yourself. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Does everybody know that? Anybody? Everybody know that one? It's a great, it's a great verse. Uh, 9 and 10, giving, honoring God. 11 and 12, chastening. God's woodshed. What is God? Why does God chasten us? And uh, then get wisdom. Love thy neighbor. Strife, envy, and the forward man. And then the wicked and the just. So we'll see how far we get with, the, with that. So, uh, would someone want to read this first part of it? This is uh, Proverbs. If you're, we're just going right straight through Proverbs. So, if you have your have your Bible and it's open to Proverbs, this is just uh, verse one. And would anybody like to read that? Just the first part. You don't have to read the the uh, the cross references. So, what does this mean? What does it say? What's that? Don't forget it. Yeah. Do we do we tend to forget? Sometimes. So, and what does it mean? It's. It's interesting that the word keep there, it says, talks about keep. It says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commands. You know, and um, the, the keep there is a, is a keep, like obey, but it also has other meanings attached with it. It's, it's like the keeper of a garden, for example. And so uh, we want to take God's, if we can take and picture God's commands... You know, all that Jesus said in the New Testament and all that he said in the Old Testament. We want to keep it like a garden. And I always thought, okay, keep it like a gardener, like a gardener would take and take care of a garden. And I always thought, 
just recent, until recently, that it's like pulling weeds. Okay, I got to keep the weeds out of God's, God's commands, and, and may, mostly in the sense of I just need to remember it, and I remember it right, you know. And um, but I think there's more to it than that. A gardener does more for a garden. Do we have any gardeners in here? What do you, What do you do for your garden to make it grow? Check on it. Prune it. Prune it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. That, so the keep here is to keep God's commands. So we want to think on them, you know, water them, fertilize them, understand what they mean, you know, take it to the next level. Certainly Jesus did that, did he not? He had the Ten Commandments, like thou shalt not commit adultery. Okay, but Jesus took it to the next level. What was that? Does anybody know? Not even uh, even in your mind and your heart, yeah. And so, um, so, and we need to think of the commands in that way. How can I? How can I? What does this mean? How does this affect me? How does this apply to me? So. Well, it's another one of his promises too. You know, that do not forget his teachings. All the rest of your days, teach, pray for that. I like promises. I like I like God's promises, you know. And uh, so, what is what does this mean? Uh, what does it say for length of days? Like Bruce said, what is what is length of days? This is going to be participatory. You all have to play. <laughs> Any, anybody want to take a shot at it? What does it mean? What were you going to say, Deb? You live a longer life. Live a longer life, lengths of days, but then you have years of life, too, and peace. So, any ideas? Okay, I'll give you my thought. Here's my thought. Length of days is like you have a day, you know, and you want to have a productive day, a good productive day. I think that that's length of days. And strength for the day as you go. You know, you ever have a time? I find that when I get older, I get tired in the afternoon. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm still functioning at this high level of engineering perfection, if you will. And so it's like, I do good in the morning, but in the afternoon I get tired. So length of days is where you just have the strength to go through the day, I think, anyway. It's, it's just my interpretation of it. I don't know of anybody else that reads it that way. But I think what I like what Bruce said is it's a promise, that God promises to give us length of days, years of life, and peace will they add to thee. Of course, the one that really, truly gives you peace is who? Hmm? It's the answer to every question in the Bible. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> The Prince of Peace, yes, yes. And my favorite, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and there you shall find rest unto your souls. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the only one that can give our hearts and minds and souls rest. And uh, so I had another point there, but I think we're just going to press on and... Uh, as we talk about God's word, and we'll just press on here. So the next one, anybody who would like to read this one? Just the first top part. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind 
And in the King James, it says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. And, uh, and that, I'm not quite sure how that meshes together with steadfast love and faithfulness. Anybody want to take a shot at it? Reminds me of that song, Strength for Today and Bright Hope for Tomorrow, you know, where he is, gives us steadfast love and faithfulness. He's always there. Now, this could mean just the opposite. Be sure that. It could mean our faithfulness as well. Yeah, let not love, steadfast love forsake thee. Bind them around your neck and write them on the table of your heart. I thought of Jesus when I, when I thought mercy and truth. Don't let uh, mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around the neck. Write them upon your, the table of your heart. What the uh, apostles, uh, what the, actually it wasn't the apostles, what they said about, about Peter and John. It says, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that, oh, no, no, that's the wrong spot. I'm sorry. I went the wrong way. Um, it, um, I got lost. I'm thinking of John 1.14, and we beheld his glory, glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He was full of mercy and truth. And so let not steadfast love, you can, I think you could think of it as let not his steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. But of course he's promised that he will never leave us or forsake us. Oh, there it is right there. John 1.14. <laughs> yes. We're, we're all kind of like sheep, you know, all we like sheep. This is Isaiah 53, 6, and it's actually really talking about how God laid on Christ the iniquity of us all. But it says, the very beginning, sort of says what you said, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned each of us to our own way. So we've turned each of us to our own way, and we tend to forget. Our greatest tendency is, is to forget God and not to, and not to remember him. You know, I just think of, of God walking with Adam and Eve in the garden, you know, that he spent time with them and he wanted to spend time with them and he wants to spend time uh, with us as well. You know, um, the, uh, the verse that says, I can't quite remember it. Um, it says, um, I love those who love me and those who seek me early will find me. And I've been challenged by that too because I've been kind of sleeping in this week a little bit more than I normally do. I go, oh, but the secret to getting up in the morning is what? Anybody know? Going to bed early. (laughs) 
it's not rocket science. <laughs> but it's so hard, it's so hard to go to bed early. I don't know. There's all kind of, you know, I get to the end of the day and I want to do all kinds of things, you know. I just have to realize that I that those time that time I'm not very efficient at nighttime. I'm not even efficient in the afternoon, but I'm not very efficient at nighttime either. And so, you know, but the morning is the best time. Uh, you know, that reminds me of a song, Give of Your Best to the Master. Give of your strength of your youth. And uh, so we want to give God our best, you know. And we're going to talk about that actually here in a little bit about where it says to give him the first fruits. So let's continue on here. Does anybody have any questions about that? All right, we'll keep going. Now, this is probably the most famous part of uh, Proverbs chapter 3 and about the one that we remember, remember the most. Anybody want to read it? Anybody can read. It doesn't matter if you've read before. So, um, what does it say? What does it mean? What does it mean to you? How do you how how do you personalize that? Or I could ask the other question. Well, let's just take that question. It says, what is it? What does it mean to you? Go ahead. I'll come back. Right, right. <laughs> yes, I, I understand that. I understand that. I, um, what do others think? What does it mean to you? I think following up with Betsy saying, um, is that when I start to lean on my own understanding is when I tend to forget that he's Lord, mm-hmm. forget to trust that he's got things. So it's still kind of like that, that when I'm leaning up on me, And then it makes you anxious, too, mm-hmm. when you can't get it done. <laughs> yes, I know. Like, I'm anxious about teaching because I don't, I don't teach very often, you know. And so you all are, have to put up with me, and I appreciate your graciousness. But, um, but I'm anxious about it. And so, you know, uh, anybody know uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7? Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Anybody know? Oh, you must have this one. Yes. No, there you go. Be anxious for nothing. You've heard this one before. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard or keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So, so the secret to getting things done, if you will, in the way that we trust in the Lord, at least the way I do anyway, is, is, to, is by prayer. Is, and, it, and it's wonderful. You know, you can take... Yes, sir. Yeah, I just, this one, uh, I actually linked it back to the first. It's part of the proverb. It's part of the Jewish person reading it, but hearing it, 
nobody can keep the law you know you just you can't and that's because we're because we're a sinful a sinful people that's why we needed this is that's why we need and needed a savior is because because nobody can keep the law you know and um, but on the other hand it's good for us to keep the law because God gave us his word so that we'd be healthier wealthier and wiser than the people than all the people around them you know and so when we do the things of the law, they, we're blessed by it. You know, we don't have to do all the things, but we, you know, there are many things that we can do uh, that, that help us to be healthier and wealthier and wiser. Yes? I look at verse 1, and it says, my son. So this is a family situation. And so it's like this father understands the son and the ways to prepare a way not to be punished. I think the son right here is trusting. Don't lean on your ways, but... To trust him, you know, is, is a good thing because the, um, uh, I can't quite remember where this is, um, for my, it's in Isaiah, uh, my ways are not your ways, saith the Lord, neither are my thoughts your thoughts, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So he is really, really trustworthy, <laughs> you know. What we're going to see later here is, is that he is the creator, if we get that far. <laughs> but we're going to see that he's the creator. He's the one who made all things. And so he is all-powerful. And so he is worthy of our, of our trust. And so we just need to take and, and uh, I, this is uh, what I tell my children, and I've told them this for a long time, and, uh, you know, it's a do your best. And trust God for all the rest. You know, when you're, you know, when you're learning to fly, or whether you're, you know, doing complicated electrical problems or math or whatever, or, you know, just do your best and trust God for all the rest. You know, don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He it says in King James, He will direct your paths. He will give, He will take and He will lead you and guide you and show you where to go. It's a great comfort that that God. Uh, that God directs our paths. You know, I never, I never planned to do anything that's happened in my life, almost, other than Mary Deb. You know, and that took her about five years. She always tells me. <laughs> but uh, you know, I didn't plan to, I didn't, I didn't plan to go in the Navy ever. You know, I didn't plan to be a flyer. You know, I, I didn't plan to be a, a parts guy. You know, but God just led and guided and directed through. Circumstances it'd take probably a couple hours to tell you, but but God led, God guided, and God, you know, always watched out for me. 
He always has directed and, and led us. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's hard when he leads us, you know, because sometimes we don't want to go where he wants us, to, wants us to go. But there is another com- component here in this here in, in Psalm uh, 27, 14. It said, wait on the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Waiting is hard sometimes. You know, that's the end of Psalm 27. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And uh, so it's, it's faith. And it says in Hebrews, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Anybody want to read Hebrews there? Hebrews 11? These are some folks who walked by faith, who trusted God. You know. Hebrews, the last part, this bottom verse here, Hebrews 11.33. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of the lion, quenched the power of the fire, escaped from the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign enemies to flight. And, and that's... Not even the half of it, as it goes on in Hebrews and tells him about all the other things. I, I just picture Daniel, you know, and you know the decree was given that anybody who worshipped, uh, who worshipped uh, uh, anybody else other than the king of Babylon would be would be killed. And so Daniel opened his doors and got down on his knees, just like he always did, you know. <laughs> and, and he was faithful, and they knew he would be faithful. You know, and uh, that is that is faith. That is trusting in the Lord. You know. Okay. Any questions about that verse? aviation we call that experience that money can't buy <laughs> and it's not something that we want to have again <laughs> something so yeah oftentimes we learn from the, the difficult things in life more than we do from from the easy things okay so trust in the lord with all your heart that's also the small words gary you know that it's the, those little words you alluded to it that are the most important words a lot of times trust in the lord with all your heart and lean on in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Okay, let's press on. Okay, somebody want to read this one? Okay, what do you think about that? It's sort of like, kind of like the verse we had, the verse we had before, where it said, uh, this is verse seven, verses seven and eight, where it says, "Be not wise in your own eyes." You know, um, I thought there was another verse that was like that. Yeah, 
Same thing. Mm -hmm. Do not want, yes, that's exactly right. That's what I, I don't know if that's what I was thinking, but you were 100% right. Be not wise in your own eyes. Don't lean on your, on your own understanding. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Anybody want to take a shot at what the fear of the Lord is? Well, it doesn't actually say that here. Fear the Lord, it does. Fear the Lord. Um, I think of, can't, I don't know if I can quite say this right, but um, Joseph is an example, I think, of fearing, fearing the Lord, where he was uh, accosted by Potiphar's wife. You know, he said, how can I do this evil, this thing and sin against God? You know, that was, that was the best illustration of the fear of the Lord that I, can, that I can think of, where he just said, I fear God so much that I will not do this thing, and he ran away. And uh, so that's when I think of the fear of the Lord. And then uh, to depart from evil, it's one of the ways you escape people, is escape evil, is to take the escape route. You know, the Hebrews 10, 13, I think, or no, uh, second, first Corinthians 10, 13, says that um, uh, no temptation is overtaking except what is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but will, with the temptation, make a way of escape so that you can be able to bear it. So when you're tempted, God is able to make a way, a way to escape so that you can turn away from evil, run from evil, just run from it. You know? it's, it also works in, in army tactics, too, I'm told. I'm not an army guy, but I, I'm told that in army tactics, one of the best ways is just to run away. You know, if you're overwhelmed and the forces of the enemy are bigger than your forces, you know, you just... You just, you know, go away. Just retreat is what it is. What it is. Okay. Um, um, one thing, 17 uh, 22 is pretty much like this. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Mm. So healing your flesh on crushing to your bones is fear of the Lord. Healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Yep. I like it. Makes you healthy. It does. It says a merry, in King James it says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. <laughs> oh, and so it will be healed. How does it say that one more time when, when you read it? Joyful heart is good medicine. That's what you're asking. Uh -huh. Joyful heart is good Crushed medicine. Crushed spirits rise up the bones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crushed, crushed spirits are hard, hard to do, are Hard. When somebody has a crushed spirit, they, they, they don't, they don't love the person that God has created within them. You know, it, it just the outcomes are awful. Okay, 
Here's the next one. This is the next couple we're going to be talking about, about giving. And I think most of us have that. Uh, we understand that and everything. Uh, but let's just, let's just go through it anyway. Anybody want to read that part? Frank, what do you think that means? What do you think that means? How does it mean, or what does it mean to you? It's, uh, you may not do it when you're 18. <laughs> <laughs> you may see it when you're 81. <laughs> oh, uh, huh. Well, certainly, certainly God, God, does, God does bless us, you know, when we, when we honor him with our wealth and with the first fruits of all. Sometimes it's hard to give. I don't know if you all, I'll just be honest, sometimes it's hard, you know, to, to just to write the checks and everything. In fact, that just reminded me, I forgot it this morning. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's hard, but yet it's by faith. Just like everything, it's by faith. And, and, it, and it is a joy uh, to give. And an uh, old uh, man here who was 90 years old, Charlie Cobb, some of you all remember him. He said, you know, I can do more with, uh, God, my 90%, with, with God's 90% than I can do with my 100% is what he used to say, and he had lots of stories about just, uh, just giving, but you can't outgive God, quite honestly. And, um, you know, there's some other wonderful verses. Um, you know, here it says that, uh, honor the Lord with the first fruits of all your increase. I had received a small inheritance from my father, you know, and he had some stocks, and so the question was, do I, which stocks do I give? Do I give the really good ones away, or, or do I... Or do I keep those for myself? So I gave the really good ones away <laughs> because it said, "Give your first fruits to the give your first fruits your best fruits. You don't bring the the lame you know lamb that's got a leg hanging down you know or has spotted disease and give that to the Lord. No, you give the best the first fruits to the Lord. You know, and then then you just have to trust him. The Christian life is a life of faith and trust, and and we serve a, a great Creator, a wonderful God. You know, he says, test him in Malachi 3.10. You know, somebody want to read that one? Just the next one down there. I know I'm making you work hard this morning. Here's an example of a way in which you acknowledge him. 
Yeah, his name is Jehovah Jireh. He says, I will provide. And, um, and then in Philippians it says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And then how many times in the scriptures does God say, fear not? It's a lot of them. I don't know how many. If I were to type it into my thing there, it would probably be at least 100. But I suspect it would be more like 400. Because God says, fear not. Because he knows that we're fearful creatures. Sheep are fearful creatures. You know? I really want to talk to Maureen about, about sheep and about all the things. That they do. <laughs> I had a story a while ago about trusting. And I had a church where they needed an organ. And the farmer said, oh, we'll uh, wait till fall to make sure the crops are good before we uh, spend money on an organ. And I said, you know what, guys? You better do better. Do it now, trust God, and he'll give you good crops. And so they, well, I think they bought the organ. I'm not sure. I was young and they were still listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just that I always think of that when I think about giving. Those guys, they had it just backwards. And oftentimes your best giving in the church came in December when guys were going to try to avoid the tax man. I just, I, it's personal, but I just do it every week just because that way I just, uh, I just trust God each, each week, you know, and for the, you know, we pay the bills and all those things, you know, there's always all those things that are at the door knocking at your door from, from tuition to the power bill and to the, you know, which is more now. I, I like that. I like, I like giving. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of them. I think God, I, th- <laughs> I think God was trying to get our attention is to not be afraid. But you know, it's easy. It's easy to be afraid. You know, anybody have a story about being afraid or not being afraid? You know, that's the that's not a story, but leaning on your own wisdom is the way to deal with your fears. Hmm. You know, oh, I'm afraid that's going to happen. How can I prevent it with my own understanding? And so then it's well, fear the Lord, fear not the situation, or fear not the physical. Hmm. 
Always. Hmm. Always try to, I, as best I know, is just to pray, you know, not to be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, you know, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so that's how I try to do it. And my old pastor used to teach me, he said, you know, just you can offer short prayers. They work too, you know. It's thy help, Lord. <laughs> just, you know, thy fill in the blank, Lord. You know, thy wisdom, Lord. Thy strength, Lord. Uh, help me not to be fearful, Lord. Those kinds of kinds of things, you know. I never was afraid flying. I'm not sure why, you know. And we did all kinds of dangerous things, but I wasn't afraid flying. I mean, and God just gave me a, a confidence there at times. And uh, I mean, maybe I was afraid afterwards and go, "Whoa, <laughs> I can't believe we did that." <laughs> so. Okay, let's go to the next verse here. Let's uh, press on here. We got, oh, well, we're almost, we're out of time. Uh, well, got to 10 verses anyway. That's not, not so, you want to try, you want to just try this next one real quick? It says it's, it's, it's not, it's not long, but it's, it's kind of a hard verse. And uh, somebody want to read that one? So God, and, um, and let's see, in this last verse here in Hebrews, it says, For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, yet later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And, uh, and it talks about in another place where it says that God disciplines us so that we might share his holiness. God wants us to be holy. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And he wouldn't have said it if it wasn't possible, you know, to some degree. Uh, you know, and uh, I think of Elizabeth and Zechariah in, in Luke chapter 1, and it says that, I don't think the Bible says this about any other person in the Bible. It says, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. John the Baptist's parents. That's, and they were old, too, you know. And um, so I don't know that it says that about any, anybody else. But yet, at the same time, they weren't perfect either. You know, Zacharias, you know, he, he wasn't like Mary. You know, he questioned the angel. He had this huge angel sin. And it's the dumbest question in the Bible. You know, he told him that his wife was going to have a baby and everything. He says, I'm old and stricken in years. My wife is old and stricken in years. How will I know these things? Well, duh, she's going to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't like Mary that said, be it done unto me according to thy word. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't like that. Hers was one of faith. His was one of doubt. So anyway, when God, dis and he, God disciplined him, actually, he took away his, his voice for, until the baby was born. He was, yeah. Yeah, you would think he would, he would have gotten it, but... You know, sometimes, you know, we don't get, I, I mean, I don't know that any of us, you know, standing in the presence of an angel that's as tall as this room, you know, and, and fearful, everybody that, every person that ever met an angel has not, has been, has been afraid. You know, I was reading in, in Luke chapter two this morning where the angels came and the angel came and spoke to the shepherds and, and they were afraid when he showed up in the sky there. You know, I think it was the sky.
kids would come up with a scheme and a plan how they would do something. They were leaning on their own understanding. They got everything. And they come to you with their idea, and you start to ask questions about it. And, well, that's not going to work because of this or that. And they, like, you just never support me. You never want to help me. You think I don't know how to do anything. And they despise the fact that in our love, we're trying to Yes, I know. I had 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 a son who had a, a free car. I mean, a really free car, free maintenance, free free insurance, free, not free gas, but free insurance and things. And and so so he wanted to buy a different car, so he bought it. And he's you know, so. But anyway, I tried to do just what you said. Try to give him a plan and say, hey, this is better. You know, just use my car. You know, but it, no. And uh, so I don't know what he would say about that, but. He likes the sports car, you know, so, but, uh, but we do that too, you know, the, the discipline of the Lord is, is designed to, you know, God, we have to realize that it's God who allowed these things into our hearts and our lives, and, you know, in, in James it says that, uh, count it all joy when you encounter diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Patience is really good for us. You know, it's what SEAL training is all about. They build into those guys a, a desire not to quit and to endure and to be patient. And that's the kind of thing I think that God is building in us through trials. He wants us to take and to endure those trials so that when we come to the next difficult thing, we'll be strong enough to endure the, the next tribulation that he gives. And that's what he did with David when he fought. He taught David when David, uh, before David ever got to Goliath, it says that he, that he fought the lion and the bear. And uh, it says that he grabbed the lion by his mane. You know, so it was like close combat. It wasn't like he was throwing stones at it, you know. And so God gave him, the, God gave him those experiences and those testing to make him uh, ready for when he fought Goliath and to say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the living God, you know. And uh, so anyway, well, I have, this has been great. Thank you for participating. I didn't talk the whole time. <laughs> Uh, anybody have anything else? Any questions you want to ask or anything like that? Well, thanks for coming. And um, let me pray. Close this in prayer. Father, I pray that your word would not return void, but it would accomplish that which you please. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, speak to our hearts this week. Make us thirsty for Christ. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, bless our times with you. And help us to grow in our love for you and our walk for you. And I pray that you would help us to be salt and light wherever we go. Help us to take in, in all of our ways, wherever we go, to acknowledge you. And uh, to love you with all of our heart. And to be pleasing to you in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for sharing today. I appreciate it very much.